Welcome to the Life with Kimmy podcast, the podcast that empowers busy women to break free from limitations and embark on a journey towards a clear and fulfilling life. I'm your host, Coach Kimmy, and I'm here to guide you through transformative conversations, actionable strategies, and inspiring stories that will help you unlock your true potential. Now let's get into the show. Hey guys, welcome to a fresh episode of the Life with Kimmy podcast. Today we are going to talk about faith over fear. This podcast explores the power of faith in overcoming anxiety. I am your host, Coach Kimmy, and if this is your first time listening to me, I want to say welcome. And if you're a regular listener, y'all, we made it back another week. We want to thank God for that. Today we're going to be delving into the secrets to overcoming anxiety from a Christian perspective. Join me today as we uncover these secrets and discover how our faith can guide us towards freedom from anxiety. So I just want to say welcome one more time. I'm so excited excited about this episode because a lot of people are seriously dealing with some things that are causing anxiety on a regular basis. Now, I know anxiety can be challenging. It can also be a very real experience, but as Christians, we have access to a unique source of strength and hope. And so we're going to explore the secrets that can help us to overcome anxiety through our faith. And of course, we're going to use the scripture. And so there are eight different little secrets that I've found um, in the word that help us to overcome these anxieties. But before we get into it, I want you to make sure that you get your notepads and your paper because you guys, this is a true teaching moment. If you're dealing with anxiety, I'm going to give you eight steps of things that you can do to overcome those anxieties today. Can y'all say it with me? today. So we're going to break for a quick moment. We're going to come back and we're going to dive right into these eight little secrets that I found. Stay tuned. Hey y'all, what's up? It's your girl, Coach Kimmy. And it's Coach Carl, and that's with a K. Because you want to do what? Kill all that noise out there. <laughs> yeah. We are the hosts of the Love, Love Hate, and Relationships, Relationships Radio Show. Show. Streaming every Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, as well as other streaming platforms. That's right. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Love, Hate, and Relationships. Because you know it's all about faith. Family, fun, and community. community. Yeah. And we can't wait to see you on Friday night because we are, are here. here. All right, guys. So, welcome back from that first short break. Let's dig right into this thing because anxiety can happen in different variations of our life for different reasons. But before we can even handle anxiety, we have to kind of define what it actually is. And so, when I look up anxiety, according to the biblical definition, anxiety is like fear. It is literally fear. It is your body numbing in a uh, um, some kind of way that makes you feel overwhelmed. Um, it includes your self-image. It can include failing. It can include, um, you know, desiring to over-control your circumstances. It can include a lot of things. But one thing that I've realized that there are some answers in the word that tell us how to completely deal with these things. And so we're going to talk about the eight little secrets that I have to overcoming anxiety. And so the first little secret is called surrendering to God. 
we recognize that we're not alone in the struggle. At least we're supposed to. Most of the time when we're going through something that may seem like it's out of our control, we forget that the word tells us that God will never leave us, nor will he forsake us. So we are supposed to surrender all of our anxieties to God through prayer and acknowledge his sovereignty and his trustworthiness in it. He also tells us to cast all of our cares upon him because he cares so much for us. So we're supposed to place our burdens in his hands and allow his peace to fill our heart. Oftentimes we don't do that because we look at the circumstance that we are dealing with bigger than the God that we know is bigger than the circumstance. But here's some hope in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, where it tells us to trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean to your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your straight, um, make your path straight. And so y'all, I want to just give y'all a little testimony, um, a little snippet of something that was going on recently, even in my life. Um, my family had to move in a very short amount of time, not because we did anything incorrect or improper, but because our landlord wanted to sell their home. And so it kind of squeezed us into leveling up. Um, per se. And so in order for us to even figure it out, we couldn't figure it out in our own understanding. We literally had to recognize that we weren't alone in that. We had to remember what God had done for us prior when we were in um, a similar situation where we needed to find a place at a very short notice. And circumstances just did not look like they were going to add up. However, when we gave it over to God in prayer, we came together, we touched and agreed. It's not to say that some of that, Lord, what is next or uncertainty wasn't there, but we knew that if God couldn't do it, it wasn't going to be done because everything we had tried in our natural ability was not working. So once we gave it all over to the Lord, we put our trust there and we just began to sit in a posture of peace. That was when God showed up because we had to not lean to our own understanding. We didn't know how God was going to do it. We just knew that he was going to do it because of who he is and who he was to us. And so when you're dealing with surrendering yourself to God, you got to remember who he is in your situation, acknowledge him in that situation, and then he's going to make sure that your paths are straight. So that's the first one when it comes to surrendering to God. Now, the second secret that I found is relying on God's promises. Once again, going back to that very thing in the midst of prayer, um, a friend of ours was praying with us one time and he hears from the Lord and he's very precise every time that the Lord has already spoken to him or through him on our behalf the word has come to pass. And the word from the Lord months ago, um, when we first found out about this landlord um, asking us to leave, the word of the Lord told us that we would never be homeless. And though circumstances look like it was going to be like that, those situations look like it was going to be like that. I just kept on remembering the promise that God said that we would never ever be homeless. So I'm like, Lord, I know that you said we're never going to be homeless. I don't know how you're going to house us. I don't know where you're going to house us, but I know you're going to house us. And I know you're going to do far more than what we can think because that's who you are. That's your character. And so in the midst of it, there were times where anxiety and fears started to try to come on me. I began to get tired looking for a house, reaching out to property management places, looking at different um, landlords, different um, investors who had bought up all the stuff, trying to find a private landlord because I like to build a relationship with whoever I'm renting from. 
And in the midst of that, I still had to remember that God said we was never going to be homeless. And so um, in that, I had to memorize the verses that comforted me and reminded me of God's love and his faithfulness and his provision. And so I um, reverted back to Matthew 6, 25 through 34, where he says, take no thought for your life, what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear. If I take care of the birds in the sky, surely what I'm going to take care of you. Um, If I clothe the lilies in the field, they wildflowers. How much more would I do for my children? Oh, you of little faith. And then the, the, the second part of that says, don't have any worry about tomorrow because it has cares of its own. So I had to go back to that scripture where God says, look, if I'm going to take care of a bird, I'm going to take care of flowers. They don't have a place um, to, to, you know, put a shelter over head. They don't work. They don't do anything. And I take care of them. How much more would I take care of you? And you're my child. And so in Joshua 1, 8, it says to meditate on those things. Don't let the the law, um, the book of the law depart from your mouth, but you should read and meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything in accordance with, with what is written in it. And then you will make your, pros- your way prosperous and then you will be successful. So it's only when we meditate on God's word and we fill our minds and our hearts with his word that builds up that promise on the inside of us, that's when we get our confidence. We get our confidence in knowing that whatever God says, that's what it is. And that's how we have to literally position ourselves in every situation. Now, I'll be the first one to tell y'all, it's not always easy. I'm not going to sit on this podcast and make it seem like I've never stumbled or, or, um, you know, questioned my belief in certain situations, but I do believe that certain situations come to test your heart and your mind, because even the word tells us that would happen, that sometimes our mind and our hearts are being tested by God. And I believe that means to see if we truly believe what we say we believe in. And so if we do everything in our ability to just get a scripture in the morning and just meditate on that scripture all day long, what does it really mean? What is it saying to you? How can you apply it to your life? And then how can you walk it out? When you do that, you begin to become what the word says that you are. And so when those tough situations come into your life, you won't find yourself at the other end in um, panic and um, in crisis mode, but you'll find yourself in faith, fully being able to trust that whatever God promised you in that, it is definitely going to come to pass. So those are one and two of our little secrets. When we come back from this break, I'm going to go ahead and share the third and fourth one. So we'll be right back. Hey girl, hey, it is your girl, Coach Kimmy, and I'm so excited about the new launch of my program called Revamp. This is a three-month program that you get to work with me on revamping your life. Who doesn't want to give their life a complete, total makeover? I did it, and it worked for me, and I know that these same principles are going to work for you. Do you want to give yourself a new and improved appearance to your life? Then you definitely don't want to miss your opportunity to register for this program. Head over to www.lifewithkimmy.com to sign up for your spot in self-improvement to the next level today. Can't wait to see you in class. All right, guys. So right before we left the last break, we were talking about meditating on the word and we want to make sure that we always do our due diligence to just 
think on that word all day long? How can we successfully apply that word to our life and receive it? I made up in my heart that I am going to take God's word as the final say for my life. So if it's found in scripture for me, that's what it is. I know sometimes it stretches me. Um, I'm not going to say that sometimes I don't fall and have to ask God to forgive me for not um, believing, but um, to be in concern, worry, or doubt. But I've tried to make my permanent posture that if God said it, that's what it is. And so the third secret that I found in this is cultivating a prayer lifestyle. Establishing a consistent prayer practice um, helps out with the anxiety because it sends you right into prayer to be able to give God praise. You can give out all of your worries and your concerns and your fears to God. You can seek his guidance, his wisdom, and his peace in that situation. And you can actually feel God's presence when you get into a place of genuine prayer from your heart. First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, it tells you to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And so God is saying, listen, rejoice at all times. Don't ever stop praying. Always give thanks in everything. And this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So, you know, when we're going through those things and we're trying to figure out, Lord, I don't really know how to pray. Prayer is direct communication with God. He just wants you to come to him and he wants you to talk. But when we're requesting things from the Lord, yes, he's concerned about us, but he wants us to speak his word back to him. God moves in response to his word because that is where the power is. It is in the word of God. It is his will for your life. It is what he desires for you. And when you speak those things back to God, then you're confirming that you're in agreement with what the word already says. Then it's your job to keep on meditating on that word, keep on praying, keep on um, surrendering yourself to God in that situation so that you can be in the right place at the right time when he manifests whatever you're believing him for, which he is going to do. If it's found in his word, he says, whatsoever you ask according to my will and my son's name, it will be given unto you. It didn't say maybe. It said it would be given unto you. So you got to make sure that you have a healthy prayer lifestyle. You guys can get up in the morning and literally find a scripture just like I read, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. How do you turn that into a prayer? Well, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that I can rejoice always, that I will pray without ceasing, that I will give you thanks in all circumstances, for this is your will um, for me in Christ Jesus. And Lord, I thank you for it in Jesus name. Amen. You just took his word and you confirmed it. You affirmed it and you um, prayed it over your life. And so now God can get moving on your behalf in that area because you've aligned your will with his will. So, um, you know, make sure that you keep cultivating a, a healthy and happy prayer lifestyle and try your best to do it without ceasing. It doesn't mean that your prayers have to be long drawn out, but you, you want to make sure that you always repent for the things that you've done that may be wrong, that you know that were wrong and the things that you didn't know that was wrong. And you want to always make sure that your heart is a heart filled with forgiveness because you do not want to try to go and pray to God with unforgiveness in your heart. It says that when you do that, he it hinders your prayer and you don't need your prayers hindered. We all need our prayers answered. And so the fourth secret is leaning on the power of community. So we talked about 
already um, surrendering to God, relying on God's promises, cultivating a prayer lifestyle. And then we're talking about why it's so important to lean on your community. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 10, 25, not to forsake our meeting together as believers for worship and instruction, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ's return approaching. So guys, it's telling you, like when you're going through hard times, you need to be around fellow believers who can provide that support and encouragement and they can pray with you. They need to be able to touch and agree with you on whatever you're believing God for. Because when you go to people that don't have the same faith as you have, it can be challenging. Sometimes we're out here and we're touching and agreeing with people that don't even believe what they say they're praying with us for. And so you gotta be really, really careful. Try to join like a small group or, you know, just have your church family to, um, you know, identify somebody in that group that can be of some kind of faith field experience with you, like-minded faith, so that when you guys are touching the green, they're believing God wholeheartedly, just like you are. Sometimes they don't need to know all the details. They just need to connect with you in faith, believing and receiving that when you guys touch the green, that it is finished. And when that happens, it activates something. Because he says, when two or more of you touch and agree on anything that you ask in my son's name, according to my will, it is done for you. And so you want to make sure that when you are praying with people, that they wholeheartedly, without doubt and without wavering, believe what you believe concerning that situation. And so when you're around that, you know, it can always be encouraging and uplifting to know that when you're in one of your down moments, you have someone that knows the word just like you know the word or know the word enough to help you to be encouraged and uplift you through that circumstance. And so I'm going to give you the fifth secret. You have to renew your mindset. Y'all, this is so big. It's like you guys hear it all the time. And I know it, it, it can become cliche-ish because so many people say it and they don't say it in context of what that actually means. And so when you're renewing your mind, you're no longer thinking on the values and the customs of what the world sets into place. You're transforming progressively in your spirit and the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and his ethical attitudes for you to be able to navigate. And that's what Romans 12, 2 in the Amplified says, do not be conformed to this world any longer with the superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually. By the renewing of your mind, focus on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourself what is the will of God, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. This is the part that really gets me right here, right? And so we... we me being a life coach um, over all this time, I deal with a lot of people who want you to do everything for them, right? And so they come to you and they, they're they like, you know, this is what's going on with me. And it's okay because some people may not know how to get to their answer. That's the whole point of them coming to a life coach or a doctor. But then when it gets to the point when it's time to do the work, they don't understand this last part. I can give you all the tools. I can give you all the tips. We can do all the exercises about values and customs and what's ethical and how your character is supposed to be developed. We can talk about all of that. But this scripture says you have to do the renewing of your mind so that you can prove for yourself 
what is God's will. The word of God is not debatable. We should not be out here arguing with people over the word of God, because this is something that is an internal thing that they have to prove. When you renew your mind, you got to prove to yourself that God's will and his word is good and acceptable with this plan and purpose for you. So if you don't have that relationship with God to renew your mind according to what he says and focus on what he says as far as values and ethical attitudes are concerned, you're going to find yourself always in a place of um, toiling over what God's will is for your life. And then the enemy comes in and, and he just eats you all up because there is no confidence in what you are believing God for concerning the word. And so you got to make sure that you are renewing your mind on a regular basis. All right. So the sixth secret in um, coming over fear and walking in faith and overcoming this anxiety thing is engaging in worship and praise. Y'all, this is so important. Now, I will say this. Worship is a lifestyle. Okay. Worship is a lifestyle. Giving God thanks and praise that is everything. I don't know about you guys, but um, sometimes when I wake up in the morning, the Holy Spirit will place a song on my heart. And most of the time that song is ministering to whatever concern I may have had. So, um, you know, it was CC Winans at one point. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. That was one of my songs. And then recently, it has been um, promises by Maverick City um, Music. And so he's been promising some things that he would never fail me. He's an anchor to my faith. Like you guys got to really get into these songs that minister to your soul. Because when they minister to your soul, chains are broken. Strongholds are pulled down. When you can get to a place of lifting your hands and not worrying about whether somebody's walking in a room, then you know what? God says your praise coming up is like a sweet aroma to his nostrils. How fulfilling is that to know that when you sing praise and worship from your heart to God, that it's like a sweet aroma to him. You got to let the music and the lyrics in that music remind you of how faithful God is. Sometimes it ignites a fire in you. I love when a, a song ministers to me and then I can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit usher into that place. And then when everything is chaotic around you and you can find that praise and worship that's going to break that um, that atmosphere down, there is nothing like that sense of peace that overcomes you when you've been in the presence of the Lord. So make sure that you get you a nice little playlist of music. I try to listen to praise and worship when I first get up in the morning sometimes and also at night. And before I go to bed, I try to read a daily devotion because I want the word to be the first and the last thing that enters into me and out of me when I'm going to bed and when I'm arising in the morning. And so we talked about a few things, like six things, right? And so we got two more to go. But before we get into it, I'm going to take another quick break. I hope that you enjoy this little commercial. But when we come back, we're going to talk about the seventh and the final secret that I found out when overcoming this fear and this anxiety and walking in faith. So we're going to be right back, guys. Mm -hmm. 
Are you a business owner or organization looking for a unique opportunity to reach a diverse audience of motivated and empowered individuals? Well, look no further. The Life with Kimmy podcast inspires busy women to break free from limitations, and we're currently seeking sponsors and advertisers to partner with us on our transformative journey. Our dedicated listeners are passionate about personal growth, self-improvement, and creating a clear and fulfilling life. By advertising on the Life with Kimmy podcast, You'll have the chance to connect with our engaged audience and showcase your brand, product, or services in a meaningful way. Whether you're a small business or a corporation that aligns with our mission, this is an opportunity to make a lasting impression. Join us as a sponsor and let your message be heard by thousands of women who are seeking inspiration and transformation. To explore sponsorship opportunities and learn more about our advertising packages, send us an email of interest to lifewithkimmy at gmail.com. Don't miss out on this incredible chance to reach your target audience and make a significant impact. Thanks for tuning in. All right now, I hope y'all enjoyed that little promo break. Let's get right into the seventh and the final secret that I have to assist you with overcoming your anxieties and your fear with faith. So moving on to the seventh secret, you got to practice gratitude. Being intentionally thankful and grateful cultivates a spirit of gratitude in your daily life. When you can look over your life and you can just thank God for the things that he's done, for who he is, for what he's doing, for what he will do, for the people in your life, for the fact that you have clothes, for the fact that you can eat, for the fact that you can lift up holy hands, you can praise his name, you can sing. There are so many reasons that we can be thankful. And when you are practicing a heart of gratitude and thankfulness, right, there is nothing that God would not do for you because it is bestowed on your heart all of the blessings that he's done. God is a good, good father and he doesn't withhold anything from his children. And the best part about it is being able to go and just say thank you. If you're a parent out there, you know how you feel when your kids come to you and they ask you for something, but then they don't say thank you at the end. And it's like, wow, you just going to ask me for something and not tell me that you're appreciative of it? Like, are you entitled to it? I know that's how I feel. I don't know about y'all, but I know if my kids come and ask for something and they don't tell me thank you, I feel some kind of way. You know, sometimes we have to be so very mindful that, you know, we're we're so busy going throughout our day that we forget to just stop and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for keeping me in my day. Thank you for allowing me to um, just breathe. Thank you for allowing me to wake up. Thank you that I'm still here. Even in this dark world, Lord, you still have a purpose for me. There is so many reasons to be thankful, both big and small. And also gratitude shifts your focus away from your problems. When you are thankful, you can't thank God and complain at the same time. You can't praise the Lord and edify his name and still be afraid of what what is to come. The Holy Spirit will come in in the midst of your praise, in the midst of your thankfulness, in the midst of your gratitude, and he will begin to minister to your heart what to do concerning the thing that, that you were feeling concerned about. And then Guess what? 
God provides. <laughs> so in Psalms 118, 24, it says, this day is which God has saved me is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So a lot of you guys may know that as another version, um, this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Well, we shall is not giving you a choice. We shall says that you're going to pretty much do it. You should be giving God praise and thankfulness and gratitude on a daily basis for everything that he's done. If you don't have anything to ask God for in prayer, you should at least have something to say to thank him for the prayers he's already answered or the prayers that he's about to answer. So just remember guys to access um, your gratitude. For me, I've started doing a 30 day um, gratitude. I've actually done it on my Instagram. If you guys are following me on social media on Instagram, it's the Kimmy Miller on Facebook. I believe it's the same. I y'all, I don't know, but I believe it's the same, but, um, I just started randomly doing 30 days of gratitude. I'm not waiting for the beginning of, um, the month. I started three days ago and here it is. This podcast is be, being recorded on June the 7th. So I started three days ago on my 30 days. It doesn't have to mean you don't have to wait for the calendar 30 days. You just pick up where you are. And as God re reveals some things to you, you just get started. And I'm telling you, when you do things like that, there is blessing in your obedience. You know, God rewards those who diligently seek him. That's what his word says. So when you're going through the motions and you just randomly get up and say, you know what, I'm going to fast. I want to spend some time with God. I feel disconnected. I'm going to pray just a little bit harder. You know, matter of fact, let me just go ahead and just give 30 days to just thankfulness. Lord, I just thank you. I know 30 days is not enough. The Bible says if we had a thousand tongues, we couldn't praise him enough for how good he is and what he's done for us. And so we need to make sure that when we are going through the motions of our life, that we are always in a position of gratitude. I know that everything is not fair. I know that everything doesn't seem like it makes sense. I know that you may be going through some things that may be severely um, challenging, but at the end of the day, guess what? God has your back. He has your front, he has your side, and he has your future in his hands. And so, you know what? You don't have to worry or allow yourself to get into that posture of worry and concern when you are saying thank you, because you won't, you won't be able to focus on what you don't have. You'll be able to just focus on how good God is when it comes to providing for his children. And so this one I love. I love, 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 because we are so quick to try to rush God and all that he has to do for us. But the final secret to overcoming this thing is to be in peace and to understand that you have to trust in God's timing. God holds time in his hands. God is not on the same time limit that we are. And oftentimes anxiety arises when we try to control the situation and the outcome. And it's not happening the way that we propose it's supposed to happen. And it's not going the way that we think it's supposed to go. And we desire to control it instead of trusting that God has a perfect time and a plan for our life. We have to rest in that reassurance to know what is best for us. He already has that. It says his plans, um, you know, in, in Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I know the plans that I have for you, plans that are good and not of evil 
to give you an expected end that you hope for. And so God already know. And then in Ecclesiastes 3, 1, it says there's an appointed time for everything, y'all. It's not leaving out anything. There is an appointed time for everything and there's a time for every event under heaven. And so when we think about that, we know that God has it already planned out for us according to Jeremiah 29, 11. And if you know God and you know his character, then you will know that God is a good God. So everything that he has planned out for us, it is good, right? So we don't want to put negative um, characteristics on the God that we serve, thinking that he's going to plan out a life that is filled with chaos and confusion. Oftentimes that's our our bad choices and our bad decisions that bring us to that place. And so we want to be oh so mindful and so careful to, um, to, to get into that place where we don't trust them. Now, I know for me, I trust God, right? But I be trying to partner him, partner with God as if he needs my partnership. He needs my partnership to, to, to have the faith to bring it into fruition. But what I do sometimes when I'm in need of something, I'll be like, God, I trust you, but uh, just tell me where to go. Tell me who to talk to. You know, tell me, tell me what you need to do. Speak to me in my dreams. That's still a form of anxiety, right? It's not that I don't believe that he's going to do it because I do. It's just like, all right, God, um, yeah, let me, let me, you know, give me instruction like you did in the Bible when you told them to go over there and that widow woman was going to be waiting for them. Y'all, that's how my faith operates. Like I, I literally put myself in the scripture and I will go out in expectation and I'll be looking for the person that he's going to send our way to give us the advantage. He wants us to do that, but we can't rush God. God knows the timing, the perfect place, the perfect people, everything concerning your situation. He already has it worked out. And so we have to be able to make sure that we always remember to remain in faith over fear. And this is another thing as a side nugget, I want you guys to understand faith and fear are not opposites. The opposite of fear is confidence. So when you don't have confidence, then you're afraid. When you are confident, there is no fear present because you can't be afraid and be confident in the same very um instance or situation. So we have some powerful tools that God gives us to overcome anxiety, such as surrendering to God, you know, relying on his promises, cultivating a prayer lifestyle, leaning on our community, which is, you know, the church, renewing our minds, engaging in worship and praise, practicing gratitude and trusting in God's timing. Through our faith, we can find the strength, the peace, and the freedom from anxiety that we need if we truly, truly, truly take this word for what it is, believe that this word is for us, and then apply it to our everyday life. So y'all, this has been an amazing episode. I'm so excited that you guys decided to join me. And I want to thank you guys for doing that. And I want to remind you that God cares so much about you. He says to cast all of his care, all of your cares upon him because he cares for you. Make sure that when you get up in the morning, before you go to bed, and even after this podcast, after hearing it, give him thanks. Thank him for bringing whatever you need or whatever you've received out of this that you can apply to your everyday life. And I can't wait to chop it up with you guys next week for a new topic, which I'm not going to reveal, but it's going to be good. And if this has been great to you, hit me up on social media at the Life with Kimmy podcast on Instagram or the Coach Kimmy 
at um, Facebook or the Kimmy Miller on Instagram. And let me know what you guys have thought about this podcast. I can't wait to chat with you guys. I hope you um, make it through your week with blessings and prosperity and make the Lord's face shine upon you and be with you always. Have a blessed week, guys. Peace.